Welcome to another episode of the Total R&B Podcast. My name is Lorena, and today I'm excited because we have someone who was on the podcast before. He was actually one of my one of my first guests on the podcast, so it's really exciting to have him back, and we have so much to catch up about. So he is Montreal's own R&B soul singer, songwriter, producer, uh, director, because he directed one of his uh, music videos. And we're going to get into his single that's coming out on the 26th of January that everyone can listen to, Pride Before the Fall. So welcome back to the podcast, Wayne Tennant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for responding to me when I sent you the press release. Um, Yeah, but I remembered you were one of my big supporters. So thank you for responding. You know, I love your voice. I always say that I love, love your voice. And so I was happy that I received the press the press release. I was like, look at me moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Well, thank you for that. So that was really um, great that you sent that to me so that I was like aware that, you know, you're coming out with new music that I can support and listen to. So awesome. happy about that. But uh, I want to take it back uh, just a little bit, because the last time I spoke to you, you were getting ready to release uh, Curfew Flowers. Uh, You just uh, put out your video, uh, What Led Me to You, which you actually directed. Um, And then we found out during that time, too, that it was also licensed for the Canadian Academy for Cinema and Television, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like, about like a lot of things that were going on for that project, like a lot of good things were happening for you career wise. So if you could just, you know, tell us like that moment, like how you felt and how you feel that everything kind of, you know, went about. Well, especially during that time, um, it was pretty significant because we're in the midst of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And here was I at the onset of the pandemic wondering where my career was going to go because everything just went like a full stop Mm -hmm. and depression set in, you know, and it was like, I didn't feel motivated, but fortunately for me, I was surrounded by friends who kind of just said, Wayne, this is the most opportune time to release music. So take advantage of it. And Of course, everybody was stuck in their homes. So I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to take advantage of technology and, and create, you know, and basically long story short, um, curfew flowers was born. And, and so it happened in October, 2021, I released it prior to it being even released. Um, I remembered uh, Pop Montreal uh, reached out to me and I ended up doing an acoustic thing where it was like on a rooftop and it was during COVID. So it was like everybody was social distancing, Mm -hmm. whatever. But out of that mess, um, it was, it got me a lot of attention. And um, then it ended up being in the the Pop Montreal, Montreal Festival, music festival. And um, a couple really significant blogs kind of like picked up on me and started writing about me and stuff like that. So we can't forget to mention Exclaim because you were one of the top eight emerging artists. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. I was just like, wow, like next level, you know? So um, I was so grateful for that and just took full advantage of it and it ran its course. And then it was sort of like, okay the veil was lifted, so to speak, off the pandemic mm-hmm. and things started to come back to normal. Um, but things were never really the same, you know? So you had to sort of just like rejig everything that you were doing and kind of navigate, you know? And I think the whole thing for me was collaborating with other people, other bands, other artists, you know? Um, out of that, I started collaborating with uh, Busty and the Bass, went on tour with them. Um, uh, my friend, um, Luwap, mm-hmm. who I was in a Juno nominated band called God Made Me Funky with, um, over 20 years ago, um, reached out to me and he was working on a song called Praises and he needed the hook on it. So I decided to, to put pen to paper and record it and 
I'm reminding you, this is all virtual. So we're still in the pan. I would say the latter part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, I recorded my vocals and sent it to him. And then out of that, I was inspired to to come up with something on my own. And I reached out to him and I was just like, and it's funny because it only happened because I got stuck writing the song. <laughs> oh, really? Couldn't finish the second verse to save my life. So I sat on it for maybe four months or so. Mm-hmm. And then I sent it to him and he worked on a verse and, and, and he emceed it, wrapped it, sent it back to me. And it was, to me, it was brilliant. And it inspired me so much that I wrote the third verse and hence Pride Before the Fall. So I kind of went beyond what I was supposed to explain. But anyways, there's, there you go. <laughs> but it all has to do with during, just during that time frame of yeah. the pandemic when a lot of people just don't know what's happening or what the future is going to look like. Um, but I am happy that you did end up releasing music during that time because it's needed we were home music is like my life so it actually gave me the time to like sit down and really like listen to music because i find now that things are going again and there's so much music that's being released every friday where i just don't have the time to like really dive into someone's project anymore because you always have to like move on to the next one try to like keep up and Right. It's too much. So during that time, I was real. I like. I really appreciated it because we needed it. We needed the music, and of course, the music was good. Like, it's a it's an EP, and every song is a good one. Oh wow! Like Ooh. every song. So oh. it was like it was well done, and it's something that people people need. And one thing I do appreciate too is like you take your time. So between like that project and the one that you had in uh 2015 uh was it life in minor life in a minor key yeah yeah so like you don't disappear on us like Sade like you still (laughs) give us like music (laughs) and like duets and features and stuff like that but you know you take your time and you you put out you know whatever it is that's moving you at that time and I think it it translates in 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 the music and to the people that are listening so I think that's why you have such a fan base that really like appreciates your music. So it's thank you for reminding me that because um, I don't I don't release music when I compare myself to other artists, whether you know in the same league as me or on a whole other level, you know, big or small. Um, the whole idea these days is to pump out music constantly, 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 and it may seem like I'm putting out on a constant, but I'm actually not. Compared to all my fellow musicians, I don't. Um, and because I got to live a life mm-hmm. in order to be inspired to write. And I want to write quality music versus, you know, disposable music. Yeah. Um, nothing against people who do that. You got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather have a song that I put out 10, 12 years ago be still fresh as the day that it, you know, it was released rather than being sort of like every five months, I got to put something out, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, prior to this, there was the duet that I did with Sandy Duberval mm-hmm. back in the summer. Here we go again. Um, and then before that it was curfew flowers. So if you see the span between it's like a year or so, you yeah. know, so, but that's what I mean. Like, you don't like leave oversaturate. Yeah, I don't leave you like, yeah. Like, where did Wayne Tennant go? Like, what happened to him? Like, you're still around. Yeah. But not like a full on project. But I do appreciate that because I feel I like sometimes it's like it's too much. And then the person starts to sound like repetitive. Yeah. Like, there's nothing new that's coming from them. So I more so enjoy an artist that can, you know, take a break, live life, experience something, and then come back and give us a project. So that's mm-hmm. that's cool. dope. So speaking of inspiration, I want to know Pride Before the Fall. What inspired you for that track? You mentioned it a little bit with connecting back with uh, Luop, but like, what is the track about? Who produced the track? All those things. Um, 
I wanted to write something new. And I was also in my feelings at the time with everything that was going on. <clears throat> so um, it just kind of like poured out of me, you know, almost kind of gospel bluesy kind of way when you hear the beginning of the song. Okay. And so I was just playing some chords on on the piano. Um, I had my whole session open and I was, you know, ready to create something new. And that's what came out, you know, those first four chords. And um, and then it's the weirdest thing. I had this kind of like 90s kind of um, late, I would say early 90s kind of like soul to soul kind of feel vibe that I had going on. Mm-hmm. I'm When I listen to it back now, it's not really there, but that's what I was thinking of. All these things were going back, you know, you know, back to life, back to reality, that sort of thing, Karen Wheeler. So um, that was there. And, but there was this melancholy that was kind of running through my veins. And I didn't feel like sanitizing it. I wanted to just put it out there, you know, um, in the composition. And so I did it. And I shared with a couple of people that I work with um, that are musicians. And one of them was Medina Altunji, who is an accomplished um, singer-songwriter herself. She's been my guitarist for years. And every now and again, I kind of like call her up and be like, yo, I want you to lay some guitars on this. So I played it for her. And she was just like, Wayne, yo, this, I'm really feeling this. And I said, I think I need you to put down some guitars on this both acoustic and uh, electric. And so she did. And long story short, I still sat on it because the production, I was almost too in it. And I started hearing things that weren't there. So I again, walked away from it for about four months. And sometimes you just have to do that. And then I, after four months, went back to it. So this was not going to 2022. And um, I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. It's almost done. And uh, so I altered the vocal, um, just cleaned up some stuff. By then, I had loose verse on it. Okay. And um, and then, then it was like, okay, it, it was one of those things where I didn't know when I was going to release it. I just kind of let time dictate it, okay. according to how I was feeling. I didn't want to rush it either. You know, if I if I did rush it, it would have been out actually last summer. Mm. But I was like, no. Just listen to your heart. You'll know when the right time it is. You'll know when the right time, you know, calls on you. And uh, and I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't want to push it out during Christmas. So I said, you know what? Let me start 2024 with, you know, with it. Anyway, the inspiration um, was from personal, you know, melancholy, blues, you know, trying to figure out um life and where it was taking me and my dissatisfaction with it society um money problems <laughs> you know and i also knew that in the back of my mind it was something that everybody could relate to mm-hmm. you know so um but as as i got to the third verse I started to look at the issues that were happening with government, with governments all over the world, especially in the U.S. Healthcare, lack of healthcare, people can't afford it, you know. Um, then I was also inspired by Palestine, mm-hmm. and so that kind of inspired the visual, and but inadvertently also was kind of tied in with the lyric you know, pride before the fall. And I remember one of my best friends always used to say that to me because I always had an issue taking help from anyone. Always wanted to do it myself, you know, in everything. (laughs) And I guess I had that voice in my head because my family always taught me like, you know, stand on your own two feet, you know, don't depend on anyone, you know. So that kind of... um permeated um, through my young adulthood right into my full adulthood 
And so I always had that voice in my head. Even when I need help, I'll still say no thank you and like and somehow suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessarily. You know. And then I if I did receive the help or take the help, I would always feel pressure to pay it back mm. rather than pay it forward. So the line is the chorus is pride before the fall. Everybody needs some help. Sometimes there ain't no shame. Pay it forward. So I'm, you know, I also kind of tied that in with, you know, I'm, I know you remember when Black Lives was happening, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole world was marching for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and now I'm looking at Palestine and Palestinians also marched for us. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing that they're in need. And it's like, without a doubt, like, I know there's some Black folks out there saying we should mind our own business. We should look out for our own because they're not going to look out for us. But that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. because there are people out there that actually understand our plight and empathize and are willing to help us. So it was one of those things where it's like, <clears throat> I'm going to stand up for these folks because at the end of the day, it's about humanity. And if, if I can't even, if it's the only thing that I can do is use my voice through my music or through reposting and calling a spade a spade on social media, you know what I mean? Whatever difference that can make, whatever ripple that can make to eventually cause a wave, I want to be a part of that. I want to be on the right, right side of history. So that's where it's kind of like a little bit of everything that I just told you wrapped into the song. Listen, everything that you just said is so spot on with what a lot of people are going through. So this is definitely going to relate to a lot of people. I know for myself, I said, I'm tired. (laughs) So anybody that wants to help me, hi. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, like for real, but Help me for the right reasons. Oh no, of course, of course. You know? But I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm so like I do everything on my own. I'm like a one woman team, and it's like no, you can't do everything on your own because you're basically burning yourself out, and then you're trying to get everything done, but at, done at a certain level too, right? Because I feel like a lot of us, especially like creators, we're very hard on ourselves too. So I'm all for collaboration. If you have ideas, if you have, if you could point me into the right direction or anything, like I'm all open for it. Cause I'm just like, I, I can't do this all by myself all the time <laughs> anymore. Like it is exhausting now. Cause so. something ends up suffering, mm-hmm. whether it be the work or your, your, your mind, body, and spirit. Yep. You know, exactly. So. I can't wait for everyone to hear the song and see the visual. So definitely everybody that's listening and watching January 26th, go to the streaming platforms, go to YouTube and, you know, run up those numbers. Um, because yeah, it's, it's a lot that that's happening today. Mm-hmm. That is very stressful. That is very like sad to see, to look at, to hear about. And I always um, feel that music is very powerful. Um, So I think also, too, this will be another way to, you know, um, make people maybe realize what's going on and talk about what's going on. Because I feel like a lot of times, like when you mentioned, like things that are happening with Palestine and the government, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But it needs to be talked about because I think it definitely needs to change Um, because so much stuff has been revealed within the last, I would say, year, year and a half. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, if for me, I look at it, you know, I really believe in that whole statement of um, if it's happening over the lack of freedom somewhere, is lack of freedom for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
eventually, you know, you know, we enjoy all these privileges, you know, here in North America. Mind you, we have our own issues, but if you see what's happening over there, it can eventually happen over here. And we've seen the mess with the U.S. government, that whole Trump train, and, you know, that whole wave of people who are um, wanting to undo mm -hmm. um, rights and freedoms. Yep. Um, so it's just like, it's only a matter of time. So we're all connected. Oh, no, definitely. I just, uh, someone sent me just the other day a TikTok video of um, Jane Arden. And mm. she had bumped her head. She was, I guess, playing like on a VR machine or something. I yeah. don't know. But she bumped her head. And so she went to the emergency because mm -hmm. you know, it was open. It's bleeding. Right. And this is in Canada. She's in Alberta. And her friend was with her. And luckily, her friend was with her because her friend. Is this the singer, Jane Arden? Yeah. Okay. And her friend had to clean her head. And then she got like checked out and they put the staples. They gave her a pair of fresh scissors and said, in 12 days, have someone help you take out the staples. And they showed her how to take out staples. Okay. Like this is where our healthcare is going. It's, like, going. it's crazy. Like whether you're in the US, whether whether you're in Canada, I feel like we need to hold the government more accountable. Accountable. I feel like we need to speak up more. We need to vote more. We need to um look into who are these representatives. Yeah. Um, because I feel like a lot of people only care about like the major campaigns that happen like when we're uh, voting for a new prime minister. But I feel like all at the lower levels as well, we need to really like look into what's happening. The local government. You look, yeah. You know, there, there's no way I can go to a hospital and somebody tells me, have someone take out the staples out of your head after 12 days. Like there's no way. No it's insane. Way. Like, like where, where did we go wrong to get to this point? I don't understand. I have no clue. You know? We can no longer brag about our healthcare system. I want to, you know, I could easily go the typical R&B route of just talking about love and consequences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And not to say that we shouldn't write about that, um, but there's so many things to write about in so many clever ways, you know, to get a message across. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be, I want to be somewhat of a messenger without trying too hard, you know, just kind of like address certain things, but in a certain way where it's like, I'm not preaching. But when you hear it, you're like, did he just talk about, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the third verse, you know, I talk about my body is a lost cause. 20, uh, 20 years neglecting. Those years have finally caught up with me. No money for healthcare. No one's gonna save me. You know, and it, you know, I didn't feel. I, there was a part. There was a point where I was just like, "Oh wow, wow, are you, are you are you preaching? You know, are you being you know being too dark?" But when you hear the music, it's uplifting. So it's like, "Yo, let's ride on this hope. Let's ride for change." You know. No, rather I mean, than I, accepting it. I agree. I feel like there should be a balance. Like, yes, yeah. we need those love songs because I feel like love itself is healing. Yeah. But we need to talk about some serious topics that are happening in the world because I feel like a lot of people uh, navigate towards music and it catches people's attention. Um, but I think because it's just something that you're just passionate about, like you post it on social media anyways, yeah, um, I feel like you would just find a way to bring it out in song where it doesn't feel like, oh my God, like not again. <laughs> right, right. It would be, you know, a good a good song or a good project. So I don't think you would have a problem with being like too preachy or what have you, because I feel like uh, the same thing with um, here we go again. 
Like mm-hmm. it's the beat of the song, like you start swaying and dancing. But the topic, it's like it's a serious topic. So I think you have that on lock already. Cause at first I was like, ooh, what is this? But then you <laughs> listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the juxtaposition, you know, yeah. and I, I like, I like pushing the envelope, you know. That's why I listen to people like Marvin, the greats. I mean, that's what made him such an amazing writer. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are saying, yeah, I do R&B, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I got to question that because, you know, right now, everything's about a vibe. Yes. Rather than, you know, um, songwriting, where you have a verse, a chorus, a bridge, you know, and and you have you you have a a really tight subject matter, mm-hmm. um, rather than just trying to rhyme for rhyme's sake, you know, um, people just got lazy. So I kind of, you know, I don't want to be the gatekeeper to the the genre, but because of the era that I grew up in, I kind of take it. I'm a little bit sensitive, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the genre and what um, it requires in order for you to call yourself an R&B artist. You know, I understand everything has to evolve. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's some core elements that can't be taken for granted and cannot be erased and should be followed. Yeah, but that's what makes the difference of, like you were saying earlier, making songs that last, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that is a difference. A lot of people hop on the trends and they want to be, you know, catchy and they want to be a vibe. But then right. like, after the year's over and the music has changed to something else, we don't really go back and listen to those vibes, right? We actually skip those vibes and go further back and listen to the Marvin Gaye's or a Donny Hathaway or we'll listen to a Jodeci or like, right. you know, there's there's certain um, types of R&B music that we will always go back to, True. but there's thousands of songs that we just... Don't every know. time I, I used to look forward to like every Friday or every it was every Thursday when they turned into Friday where you got new music, you know, whether, you know, whether it be when during CDs were being sold and you'd rush to HMV yeah. or, you know, you check out iTunes um, at midnight on, you know, on Thursday to see what comes out. And I'm so maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. But everything is just skippable now everything everybody sounds like everybody yeah you know what i mean and it's so disposable you know and it's like i have to really be discerning before i find something that's like oh you know Mm -hmm. um this is worth you know more than just listening to once yeah you know yeah so you know um now I'm I find now that I'm going I'm going way back. Like I'm going like back to the nineties. Like I mean, I was listening to like Gerald Levert just yesterday, you know. But that's um, mainly what I'm listening to. It's it's crazy. Like if you look at my <laughs> Spotify or you look at my podcast, <laughs> like everything is not like there are some current artists that I listen to, no doubt, but a right. lot of like a lot of the playlists that they make for me based on my listening habits. Yeah. <laughs> it's all old school. Old school. All of it. It's you know, crazy. It's, it's nuts, you know. And I find when I when I listen to these these old records, it's like they're new again for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that sort of nostalgia about when I first listened to it. You know, it's almost like a recycled nostalgia, you know. That I can't get with these new stuff. I just I can't do. It. I can't get it. Yeah, not everything has that. It doesn't. I don't know. The feeling just doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. I don't know what it is. So even <laughs> now, for me, I'm like listening. There's like certain songs that I would listen to, um, but because I was so young, like obviously I didn't have their albums. But now right. I'm going back and I'm actually listening to like their full albums. Right. Like what else was on there? And I'm having more enjoyment doing that than waiting up until midnight for Friday to see like the new releases sometimes. Exactly. Like I, the other day, 
somebody said to me, my juice, and they're this, you know, the millennials. He's like, yo, I like that track, you know? And I had to sort of like correct it. I'm like, there's a difference between tracks and songs. I make songs. I don't make tracks. <laughs> no, no offense to anyone that does tracks. Yeah. And to me, I define tracks as, you know, something that's like a kind of loop or built off on a loop, you know, um, not much melody there to begin with. There's not really a, a structure. It's just a vibe. I call those tracks. And there's some great tracks out there. Mm-hmm. But then there's songs, man. I'm like, you got the hook. You've got the, the, you, you've got the chorus. The, you've got the pre-chorus. You've got the bridge. You know what I mean? Again, people like Babyface. Like Who's like my... Story. Yeah, there's a story. You know what I mean? And then even the chord structures, you know what I mean? There's different colors, you know? Um, you know, hearkening back to Stevie Wonder, all those people, those are people I've got to, you know? So it's like, if they never put out another record again, it's okay because they have such a body of work that I can always refer to. But that's uh, another thing too, um, because I want to get into like streaming and, you know, how artists are getting paid. And it, it's something to say about like a Stevie Wonder or a Babyface, even though he just recently put out like an album. Yeah. Even if he didn't put out that Girls Night album, he could still tour off of his song for the rest of his life. Like he doesn't have to ever go in a studio again, but he does it because he has this just this love for it. And he's so good. But there's such classic music and songs that people are still requesting them. They're still getting like... They're even redoing them. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. You know? Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, and never mind the, never mind the body of work that he wrote for other people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, so, that's what's so cool is that when he does his concerts, he also performs the hits that he wrote for other folks. Yeah. Have you, you seen know? him in concert? I have not had the pleasure. I did have the pleasure um, back in the day, um, um, Much Music in Toronto. Yeah. Building where they, you know, sometimes they would have, they would, you call in. And if mm-hmm. you called in at the right time, you could get tickets to come and see your, 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 your favorite performer. Oh, wow. And I had gotten the chance. I called in just the right time and I got tickets to come down and see him do an interview. And I stood six feet away from him. That's as close as I got to him. Security was like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in the same room with my hero. Um, but I never got to see him perform. Well, I yeah. hope to do. Maybe we'll I hope that so. out for 2024. I, I, I hope so, man. I Yeah, that would be the ultimate, you know. But getting back to, yeah, streaming as you were saying. Yes, um, because streaming uh, there was a lot of talk about it last year because uh every so often somebody will post how much streaming platforms <laughs> pay out to artists based on a certain number of streams and right. me the numbers are crazy like i'm like how is an artist supposed to make money from streaming because like obviously record labels and stuff like that they don't really push you know, for you to buy albums anymore. Um, sometimes some artists get to, you know, have vinyls being sold. But I feel like <laughs> of the push is with Spotify. They want these artists to have these relationships with all of these DSPs and promote being on playlists and stuff like that. So I want to know how you feel about it. And also is being on these playlists, does that that um, transfer someone from listening to you to actually like purchasing tickets to your show? Like, is there a benefit to that? Well, I don't do many shows for one. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately in this city, um, there's a lack of venues now um, for one. Um, So if I do perform, I make it really count. Um, I haven't really bought into the idea of numbers to me to turn off because a lot of people out there are now buying these numbers. So that's one people are buying likes. That's two. Um, people are buying followers. <laughs> Three. 
Um, so it really doesn't mean anything. If anything, it's sort of like it's a charade. It's smoke and mirrors. And the industry is basically saying, please play this game so that we can make money off artists' backs and pay them little next to nothing. And I've just decided that I don't want to play that game. I've been tempted, trust me. But at the end of the day, when I see it, I can't even eat. How does that, how is that, how does that even make any sense? I come from an era where people own records, you would get a certain percentage of the records being sold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Physical records. You know what I mean? And you could throw off that. But now it's gotten to the point where it's like you're getting literally cents. How is it that a Pharrell can get what? I forget what he had. Was it like a billion streams or something? Was it a billion or I think it was, a, was it a million? I can't remember the number, but it did not make any sense because he had one of the biggest songs, which is Happy, mm-hmm. on the platform Spotify. And he only got $4,000. Oh, my gosh. Like, how does that make literally any sense? The math ain't math then. <laughs> you know? So, um, I just, for me, streaming... I use it as a default. It's a resume okay. for my body of work. I have to now look at other ways of making money. And the only way, other way I can think of is touring, which I don't mind. At the end of the day, I like the idea of bringing my, my body of work to life, to people that can feel it, hear it. You know what I mean? The energy. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm all about that. Um, I would say the second, and it's right now probably one of the biggest ways to make money, is licensing and sync. Mm. You know what I mean? So getting your music on Netflix, and that's where I'm kind of aiming towards right now. Building a body of work, having a a strong enough catalog that I can shop that stuff and get it. um, People can discover me through platforms like Netflix. You know what I mean? And I'm getting some good money off of that. You know, um, so, you know, even just getting that opportunity um, for what led me to you to be on the, you know, the, uh, the Academy of Actors and such um, for, for the Canadian Academy. Um, just having that song, to me, just having that song heard by people who have never heard me before, um, to, that to me was worth more than anything else, you know? Um, and yeah, so that's where I'm at on the on the streaming thing. To me, it's a it's a calling card. Okay. Um, but I would not recommend to anyone else who's up and coming to play this game of um, numbers. Um, maybe it's because I'm just not interested in being signed um, as a ma- to a major label. And if I was if I was to ever be signed, it'd be on my own terms. Okay. You know something? Sense. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I think it's a joke. And so I think it, it devalues. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think it devalues the, the, the body of work. A lot of people don't see the blood, sweat and tears that goes into putting together a composition, mm-hmm. you know, and marketing it. You know, only for it to be what? You know, uh, streamed. Come on. So then how can we uh, best as like fans or end consumers, how can we best support artists? Well, for me, I mean, I'm still going to put it out on platforms like Bandcamp, mm-hmm. which um, compels you to buy if you want it. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, you know, but am I depending on that? for me to live nah it's not gonna it's not even you know again it's it's a it's a platform where my music can be heard and 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 be you know consumed but um again like i said like take advantage of the licensing and sync take advantage of um hone your craft in such a way where you can perform your your music live and be able to 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 tour it you know, 
and, and get your fan base. That's what I would say. But don't depend on these platforms. Use them, use them as use them as part of the game, but nothing more. No, I think that's really good advice because I was I'm not an artist and I was just confused. Like it's confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah, I was just like, I don't understand how an artist is supposed to make money um like that and why it's such a, a big deal. But yeah. I feel like they use it kind of like how you're doing as a resume or just. Yeah. And I don't post my numbers anymore. I'm just like, because that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't, you know, but if you want to, if you want to get on the bandwagon and do that, great. But I hope you know the math, (laughs) 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 you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Okay, so um, I do want to play a game. Before I <laughs> oh, I remember this game. <laughs> We're not going to do army trivia. It's actually, it's really easy. You're just going to give me some songs. I'm going to put on okay. some, some moves, some vibes, and you're going to give me a song. But before mm. that, another thing I want to mention, because, y'all, if you guys go to Wayne Tennant on Instagram, he is always posting these delicious recipes, food, everything on his <laughs> And I always see these things and I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. So is there going to be like a, a recipe book that's happening or is there going to be more recipes included into your project? Because I know last time you were baking cookies. I'm actually working on a project. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I'm definitely going to be involving my culture, okay. where I come from, okay. my story with music. That's all okay, I'm going to say. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly every time I see it too, I'm like, he should put out a cookbook or there should be like a secret recipe involved with like every project or something because you always have something on your page and it looks so good. And I'm like, currently, I don't know what it is for the last couple of months. I've been obsessed with banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> banana bread the other day, like, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for noticing because a lot of times I do these posts and I'm like, is anybody even seeing this? And then I have people like you, whether they respond or not, I'll see them on the street and be like, yo, I saw what you posted the other day. Yeah. And that to me is like, okay, so people are watching. Oh, yeah. No, we're watching and we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to cook. I love to cook. And I think that would be the, I don't understand. It would be a mistake for me not to incorporate that with, with my music. And so... You know, I'm not scared about this idea because I don't think it's I don't think it's like um, an idea that nobody's ever thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people have tried to do it. Um, the question is, how do you execute it? And that's where I want to I want to be able to ex- execute it in such a way where um, it will leave a lasting impression on my fans and inspire other people to do it. Um, I thank God for COVID because COVID kind of like forced me it's not like as if we could go out and eat so it forced me to sort of just like hone my cooking skills and enjoy cooking and i wanted to encourage other people to do it so that's where that's where i'm coming from you know i'm here for it because that's every time i see it i'm just like he just needs to do something (laughs) like cooking i don't know if it's a book i don't know if that will maybe lead to a show like (laughs) Something needs to happen with cooking because every time I see something, I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Oh, my God. I'm happy to hear that you are working on something. So it's something that we can look forward to. So thank you for sharing that little tidbit with us. Yes, man. And and I I saw your last interview. I forgot the guy's name. I started following him. He's based in Trinidad, I believe. Um. The last guy is Will Gittins, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he's from Trinidad, but he lives from, in L.A. In L.A. What yeah. a shout out to him. I, you Keep doing your thing. I'm inspired. Like, really, really cool artist. Yeah, so. no, he's, um, he's really smart, I find, mm. uh, with growing his career because he did it on social media. And uh, one of his uh, songs called Zodiac was like a big sound for reels at one point. Uh, when everybody was doing the Zodiac, like, this is my sign, this is my age, this is right. what I do, whatever. So that was him. 
Okay. That led him to like grow his social media even more. And yeah, he's been, he's been doing like a lot of different cool things. Like he wrote a song for Chris Brown. He wrote a song for Tom. Yeah. Wow. So he knows that it's not like an elevator. He's okay with taking the stairs and slowly. Yes. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy learning about his story. Total respect. Yeah. I was, I, he was one that got, he got my attention. I was just like, ah, okay. Yeah. He's, he's doing something. Yeah. So. He's uh he's pretty cool. So there's, but that's the thing. There's a lot of artists that are doing like good music and they want to put out like quality and stuff like that. It's just, you know, taking their time to get recognized, but people, they're not, you know, skipping the line or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, hop on a trend or anything like that. They're doing whatever it is that works for them. That's bringing them slowly to where they want to be. So I'm just trying to make my own lane. You know what I mean? I could totally get on the whole TikTok thing. I think I eventually will kind of get back on there, but I'm not pressuring myself to follow any kind of trends. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, oh, well, whatever. Um, but I just don't want to be, your food on tiktok and you'll be good <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it'll work i don't yeah. know i'm gonna try i'm gonna I'm try but you know like yeah i just don't want to feel pressured that this is gonna be is gonna get me to that like i just no, no i want i want it to feel organic and feel real yeah you know yeah no definitely yeah just i think just being yourself yeah doing what you've already been doing anyways because yeah it works and i think that will be fine as a way to grow on tiktok so mm-hmm. yeah you know. thank you thank you wow. okay so okay. i am going to get your r&b picks we're gonna make like a little playlist okay okay so i need you to give me a song that you would play that always puts you in a good mood what song always puts me in a good mood um like for me, I would say um, "Optimistic" by Sounds of Blackness. Ooh, like that song! If that comes on, like I'm, I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna, yeah. happy, I'm gonna feel positive. My kind of girl, uh, Babyface from his Whip Appeal album. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's way back, but that always puts me in a good mood. Okay. Yeah, because like, you know, Babyface has all the classics. He's just, oh my god! Or uh, every little step I take, Bobby Brown. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a good one that gets yeah. you want to get up and dance. Yeah. Um, what's a song you would play to turn up to? Rock steady by The Whispers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah that I yeah. I just want to I want to break out when I hear that song. That bass line. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's another yeah. good group too. Yeah, great group. Okay. Uh what's a song you would play when you're in love? You love me. Jill Scott. Any mm-hmm. fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that song. That's, yeah. That's... yeah. Okay. Um, what's a song you would play when you're going through a breakup? <laughs> <laughs> what is baby face? Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Um, what's a song you would play? Uh, let's say you're getting ready to go out with friends. What's a good song to put on? Just got paid. Mm-hmm. Johnny Kemp. That is a good going out song. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That's a classic. Yeah. Um, what song? Uh, what's your workout song? What's a good song to work out to? Ooh, this is going to. Oh man, I'm showing my age. Alexander O'Neill. Um, um, Saturday Love. Okay, Sherelle. yeah, with Sherelle. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday Love. Yeah, that one. Oh, I like it. Another class. Yeah. You have all the classics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what's a song more people should know about? Ooh, Van Hunt, Dust. Okay. So that's yeah. a song that we all have to look up if we don't know. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Um, and then uh, what's a song that reminds you of summer? It Never Rains in California, in Southern California by Tony, Tony, Tony. Love that song. Yeah. Love it. 
And I just, I went to go see them in November. God, I wanted to see that tour so bad. How was it? It was amazing. I didn't want it to end. Oh, man. What city? I went to Oakland. Because I said, if I'm I'm traveling and spending money, I'm going to Oakland. Oh, serious. Yeah. Oh, man, I envy you. My friend from Australia, um, Daniel March, he, um, he's an artist himself, and he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Australia to go and see them. And he might have been at that concert, actually. It was Oakland? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Had two days in Oakland in November. Yeah. yeah. So he might have been at that concert. So, yeah. Damn. Listen, and then the other day, Raphael posted a little shade towards the brother. So I, I don't know if they're on good terms. I was like, thank God I went to that show. Okay, you need to send me that. I need to see that post. Oh, he's gone. He he closed down his page. He, he, left. he left. Raphael closed down his page? Yeah, he left the building again. He's gone. What happened? I, I guess the brother booked the show. This is Dwayne Wiggins? Yeah, he booked the Tony Tony show. Okay. In uh sometime in February. And yeah. I, I guess they didn't agree on that. And it was like it's him. It's like Dwayne and like other people. Yeah. It's not even the other two guys. It's not even Raphael and Tim. So I don't know, but it was just very shady. And then he disappeared off <laughs> Instagram again. So I was like, Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always been kind of like trouble in paradise when it came to those guys. So, yeah. you know, I'm surprised that they didn't got back together for this tour. So honestly, I had my fingers crossed that they made it because Oakland was like towards the end of the tour. <laughs> like, I hope this works out. I really do. And it's funny because these groups are so important right now because they kind of fill in what's lacking right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like an injection um, when these groups come back and put something out or tour. You know what I mean? It reminds, you know, this new generation like, yo, this is where it came from. Like, do your homework. Yep. You know? Yep. And it, and I find, like, seeing shows like that and seeing, like, real artistry. Right. Like, the instruments that they all play and the way that they put everything together and the live Mm -hmm. chat. I don't know. It was just, it's very different than from the typical concerts that you will see today from the bigger artists that are out now. Um, I got to see like a lot of concerts this year and um, well, this past year, sorry. And yeah, you just see a difference. Yeah. You see the difference and you, the energy is different. And I mean, I, I did get to see um, Raphael Sadiq solo and he came, he came, I think it was back in 2014, um, when he was touring on his last solo record. And um like that's probably one of goes down by far as one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I hold him up to Prince and I saw Prince live. He started with Prince. He started with Prince. Yeah, he was playing bass. Yeah. You know. Um, so He's just they're from a school that we rarely see anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So um, did you go and see B? I wasn't selling a kidney to get some tea. No, I, neither, was, neither was I. <laughs> Girl, I will catch you online or something. I, I'll see the movie. How about that? Yeah. You know? Um and Respect to her, though. I mean, she does what she does incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I, One of my favorite artists ever. But yeah. It's just Ticketmaster done lost their mind with these. Players. Yeah, truly, truly. You know, I'm just like, I, I'm trying to do my own thing. I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but um, <clears throat> yeah. But so I did see uh, Victoria Monet. I saw her in Toronto. She's really good. No. <laughs> I, I'm not knocking her. I, she's good at what she does. Mm-hmm. 
her voice didn't do anything for me. I don't feel anything. Oh, but yeah, she's she a good writer. She's an amazing writer. And I do love that she uses instruments. Yeah. And she just has that. You could tell that she studied previous artists and yeah. of writers and different things like that. So her music, I find, is really good. Her live performance is really good. But no, she is not going to wow you with the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's no. But I am a fan. I really, I personally, I really enjoyed her concert mm-hmm. because as an artist, she's fairly new. So I feel like it's just going to, you know, grow even more. Mm-hmm. And her songwriting, I find is really good too. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, she's actually supposed to release her singer tomorrow, single tomorrow, Andre Day. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up. And I'm just, because I remember the soundtrack to uh, <clears throat> Billy Holiday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this is any hint of what she's going to, what her next album is going to be, I'm all for it. And I know she was working with Raphael Sadiq. Oh, was she? So, yeah. And one of the songs that was on that that soundtrack, he produced. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm excited because she has such a voice. Yeah. You know, um, she's got such a tone and just, yeah, she's she's not of this of this time. Um, no, she's incredible. No, she's incredible, you know, and just, and an amazing actress. So, you know, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm also excited about um, what's her name? Um, Ariana. Ariana Grande. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, that new single is fire. Really, I have to. I have to really listen to it. I only heard a clip of it, and I was just like, I, I when you see the video, it would all make sense, and okay. the. Yeah, and then just that throwback to that whole '90s era with Vogue, and you know, it's just it's dope. Yeah, it's but dope. her voice is just another it's, voice that's just out of this world. Insane, insane. So I'm I'm excited to see what she's doing, and and I know she's um actually starring in uh, the remake of um, Wicked. Oh, okay. And she's gonna be with um uh, uh Cynthia Rivo. Oh, she's good too. And she, yeah. So there you go. Those are the artists that I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling. You know. Yes. No, so. I'm. I'm gonna definitely check out um, Andre Day because I do enjoy her voice and her music too, and what she's done so far in her career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just there is a lot of good music. It's just you gotta finding your way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Pretty much. This was amazing. It's all good talking to you. Likewise, likewise. Let the people know um, if we have anything else we should look out for, but let the people know about, you know, the single that's coming out, um, any shows that, that's coming. Let us know all the things. Okay. Well, I mean, stay tuned. I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm probably going to be recording some acoustic versions of it um, just live um, so you can see it just live online um and i'm i'm i i definitely want to um do some some concerts this summer i'm probably going to be releasing another single um prior to summer i haven't figured out exactly what it's going to be um i've created so much music during the pandemic that i have to finish up on so i'm sort of like all those songs are still new to me again i try to create timeless music so to me it's as brand new as it can be, you know, regardless of when I wrote it. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, um, shout out to Luwap. Um, go check him out. Um, uh, his uh, album, Ofrenda. Um, he is one of the most phenomenal artists I've ever worked with. And he's my friend. And you need to, you need to check him out. Um, he, he's, he's, he's the it. <laughs> so yeah definitely so yeah everybody check out luop and pride before the fall definitely check that out january 26th is the release date so this should be out by then so everybody yeah. should listen to it Watch pre-order it. on itunes is already um it's already in the pre-order link on my bio 
okay. um, on, on Instagram. So, yeah. Definitely. All right. So thank you so much, Wayne Tennant. Thank and you. I'll follow him on social media because, like I said, he's putting some great recipes along <laughs> with some good music <laughs> on his pages. So follow him on Instagram at Wayne Tennant as well. So thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Right. And this is the Total RB podcast. Uh, we are a bi weekly podcast. Might have to do this weekly. We don't know. But my name is Lorena, and you can follow me on uh, social media at total.rmb. And I will be back with a new interview.